Ladies and gentlemen, and whatever you identify as, welcome to Mates Rates Episode 9. And you're probably wondering, Warwick, why are you covering your head? What's going on? You know, was there a disaster? Quite the opposite. Your boy got a fucking haircut. Let's go! Oh my god, I am so hyped that I got a haircut. <laughs> I'm sorry if that was over the top, but welcome, welcome one, welcome all to episode nine of the Mates Rates podcast. And yes, it's confirmed again that I got a haircut. Restrictions have finally eased in Melbourne and haircuts are finally allowed and I cannot tell you how hyped I was to get it done. You know, I've been wearing a hat religiously for the last few weeks and now I can fuck that off and show this beautiful cut. I'm just going to show the camera while I'm really am sorry if you are listening to this, please just switch over to the video version for this, but I'm just going to give my haircut just like a little bit of a show off right now, like two seconds show off. Watch this. See that? Both sides. Damn. Done by my man, Tony at black and brown hairdressers in Mitchum. What's up? So now we got that. Oh, you know, that aside, another big milestone, it was my birthday the other day. You're, yep, it's it's true, you know. I am here now as a 29-year-old. This is it. It's my last year of my 20s. And honestly, the time from 20 to like 26, I want to say, slow as fuck. But last few years have flown by. Um, and yeah, no, I've... Never felt better, never felt healthier and greater, and I'm just here having a good time. So I want to kick off the podcast with a story from a previous birthday that I had. Um, You know, I'm not going to go down memory lane and share all of the birthdays that I've had because we'll be here forever, but sorry, I need to to take a breath. The intro was a lot. That was a lot for me. (laughs) So... I had a very memorable 25th birthday, which I would love to share with you with you all right now on the podcast. So my 25th birthday, I celebrated it in LA um, while I was on tour. Now, it was a big milestone achievement for me. I was just like, um, when I was kind of wanting to tour with bands and travel the world and all that type of shit, I said it would be epic to have a birthday somewhere on the other side of the world and yeah I was in LA had my 25th birthday and it was sick honestly like it was pretty cool um had a great time sorry I'm just fixing all my cords here I'm pretty pretty unprofessional right now because I just don't want to rip this shit out and stop recording (laughs) so I thought it was going to be like a big rager um quite the opposite because you know I was on tour and there was like a lot of work involved but it was still fun nevertheless. So the Trophy Arts dudes had an acoustic set at like some studio and that was lots of fun. And then from there to the the venue that um, they were playing at that night, it was like a 15-minute drive, I think. And I was like, sick, we're going to get in plenty of time for load-in. I'm just going to chill out and have a good time. Naturally, LA showed the fuck up with their traffic <laughs> and it took... I think just over an hour. So yeah, like a 15, 20 minute drive turned out to be just over an hour. Classic. Oh, it's such a classic LA thing. I really don't want to be that person, but it's true what you hear about LA traffic. It's a fucking nightmare. Um, But regardless, 
it was still fun. Uh, my boss at Warp Tour, um, Steph. Big shout to Steph as well. Um, I might I might see if he can um, jump on the podcast sometime. You know, he helped with my career a lot. So, by the way, you are hearing my cat in the background. It is prime screaming time for him. So, uh, there you go. <laughs> you know what? I was going to say, hold up, let me deal with that and I'll come back. But no, you know... It, it's just who he is. So he might scream in the background. I'm sorry if you do hear it. Um, but either way, I'm not going to let ruin our vibe right now. So, yeah. Anyway, shout out to Steph. Uh, he took me out to um, pizza at like some restaurant next door uh, for dinner. And it was really cool. And then the record label was there at the show as well. And they shouted me a drink. And I think it was something like, they were like, oh, we'll shout you this one drink where you got to pay for the rest. And I was like... No sweat. I'm in America, right? You know, drinks are cheap as hell. Not in LA. <laughs> so the drink was a GNT was 13 US bucks. So 15 US bucks with a tip. That's like 22 Australian or 20 bucks Australian, something like that for one drink. Like that's absurd. I think I pay maybe 20. Oh, no, sorry. I think I pay maybe 10 bucks for a gin and tonic at a bar here. So I would not pay any more than that. <laughs> And that and that's kind of when my night got bummed because I was like, well, I'm not gonna spend all this money at this fucking venue like for um, for my birthday. So yeah, I don't know. That was that was kind of a downer. I know it's definitely like a white privilege thing, but hey, it was my fucking birthday. Okay, was that the? I'm trying to think. No, that was a different tour. I was trying to think. There was like this after party after another US tour that I did at, and the last show was at the Roxy in LA. And there was a bar next door, and that was a fucking party. Um, I'll talk about that. Oh, there's not too much of a story on that. Basically, I was really sick, so I was on medication, and I had like two gin and tonics. It was a wrap. I was done. I I don't think I've been that fucked up and also like having mad anxiety attacks at the same time. That was a trip, honestly, like that night. <laughs> so... Um, Lesson learned, but I'm not going to go into all the parties. What was that? Hmm. I'm trying to think. There was one other party. I think it was actually that same tour of my 25th birthday. And at the end of that tour, I was staying with Steph, and he took me out to um, a bar in um, along Sunset Boulevard. Is that what it is in Hollywood, the one with all the signs on it? There was a bar there, and um, it was for some... Uh, record labels person's birthday and they bought the bar out for the night and that was fucking lit that's i think that was like the first time um where i was like oh okay like this is where like la entertainment life is kind of at so um that was like a pretty cool moment for me i guess i don't know you see that shit on movies and tv all the time and kids see it now on like tiktoks i guess like all these tiktokers and other influencers having a party so throwing these parties at these fuck off big mansions so it was kind of the equivalent of that so um either way like my 25th was sick i got i got to tick a really big item bucket list item off um but at the same time you know my 29th was still in restrictions it was the day before restrictions got announced that they were easing so we ended up just being at the park with a couple of mates that were in our 5k radius you know it was all law abiding and it was great had a few drinks and 
honestly, it was way better than my 25th. <laughs> so, yeah, happy birthday to me. Um, yeah, it was definitely a weird vibe, like having it during lockdown, but still made the most of it. And, you know, hopefully in like a week or so, shit opens up more and can start hanging out with more mates. That'd be great. Excuse me one second. I just need to reach for my drink. I decided that, you know, having my drink on the other side of the fucking table was a great idea. <laughs> All right, so restrictions easing. Big deal, you know? Like, I think everyone is really getting, like, that serotonin boost now. Um, just in the last couple of days, I've seen a bunch of mates, um, you know, because 25Ks for us, like, for where um, my wife and I live. See, Leroy says how many his little um, opinion in the background. Where we live, 25k radius basically gets us most of Metro Melbourne, which is sick. We can go all the way to the west, all the way north. Um, so yeah, I've spent the last few days seeing friends and like honestly, life feels normal again and I couldn't be happier. You know, um, people people want to get political about the situation, but fuck man, at the end of the day, I feel like life is finally back to normal and I'm stoked, honestly. So uh, actually, if you're from Melbourne, let me know what you've been doing and, you know, with the restrictions that we have, um, you know, yesterday I got my hair cut. Obviously I've mentioned it like six times on this podcast now. <laughs> if you don't know, I've got my hair cut. Um, so yeah, uh, after, after that we drove to the beach, ordered burgers at some joint around the corner and sat by the beach and watched the sunset while I ate my burgers. And I was almost, this is a little secret between you and me. I almost cried. I was that fucking happy. I almost cried. But that's what this does, you know? Um, and yeah, I'm really hyped for more things to open. Uh, one thing I'm really hyped for, which I've been talking to a few mates about, Comedy clubs. I hope comedy clubs start opening again because um, Kayla and I got tickets to... Um, oh, my gosh. Leroy's really going at it. Um, we got tickets for a comedy show um, like, at, like at the comedy club just before lockdown, I think, or something like that. It went. It was great. I want to do that stuff again. Um, you know, I want to go to the shops. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to do everything. So who knows? Maybe on the next podcast, things have changed even more and I can keep you updated on the more of the shit that I've been up to. So keep an eye out for that. Every, a podcast every Wednesday. And more importantly, it's going to be good to kind of get more guests on. That'd be hyped. Well, that would be really sick if I can get more guests on. So yeah, I'll I'll start organizing that, but at the same time, I'm just kind of going for the flow. I don't want to make too many plans, but anyways, enough about that. Um, we're going to reel it back, folks. We're going to reel it back to internet. So I made a TikTok, and yes, I mention TikTok every podcast, but hey, it's my source of entertainment at the moment, and it's fucking amazing. It's It's definitely the new Vine. I actually never got into Vine. Um, well, no, sorry. I got into Vine, but I never got I never got consumed into it, I guess. I never was a Viner. Is that what they were called? Viners? Yeah. Basically, I had the app, never never really got into it. But with TikTok, I am. So it's like The Simpsons. I was deprived of The Simpsons as a kid, was never allowed to watch it. But as an adult, 
full steam ahead. Simpsons tattoos, um, marathons of the seasons, you name it, I'd, I've done it. <laughs> so we're reeling it back for the internet and oh my goodness. You done, mate? Hold up, hold up. I'm sorry. I'm really, I really am sorry. I just want to see if he screams into the microphone. I'm not choking him. I'm just hold, I'm just trying to like direct his head to the microphone. <laughs> All right, he's just purring. All right, I'm so sorry. I've had a I've I had, I had a coffee with my mate Jai just before I sat down to record this. I'm a bit jittery and a bit hyped. Oh, you're you crying now? Anyways, so there is a soundbite thing on um, TikTok that's popular of like the. Um, it's like, yeah, I did that and you would too for a paycheck and like, you know, people have done their various things for it. I did it with my first ever music video um, for those who, for the day oneers of my life that remember that time, that was almost 10 years ago now. Or was it 10 years ago? Either way, that's how long ago it was. I did, I screen recorded my first ever music video and I did that sound. So I want to talk about it. I'm officially putting it on record and this might be the title of the podcast. I'm not sure yet, but it, you know, my first ever music video became a meme worldwide. My debut as a music video director, which is what I started out with, became a worldwide meme. I did a music video for a band called Endworld, who, if you remember them back in the hardcore days, they were like the laughing stock of hardcore and, you know, people might reach out to me after hearing this and just be like, oh, fuck you, man, like whatever. It's the truth. Band was an absolute laughing stock of the hardcore scene, never taken seriously. Um, I'll probably dive more into those stories like later because there is a bunch of shit that kind of happened around there. I'm not going to be calling people out, but just funny stuff that happened during that time. But we're just going to keep it focused on the music video for now. So... Um, the years like 2010, 2011, my first ever shot of the music video, DSLRs are just starting to do video. You know, the first one, the first DSLR to do video was like 2008. So it's still very fucking new. So I had a mate that had DSLR cause all I had was handy cams. And I was like, yo, you've got this music video. Can I borrow your 600D for the weekend? Um, for this music video. He's like, yeah, sure, sure. No worries. So he gave it to me. I remember I was in a hurry, so it gave me like a 30-second rundown on how to use the camera. So you already know this video is going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> so anyways, get the camera. We I meet up with the band, and we do the generic like filming on an abandoned road. I just remember, it was funny because I only just met the band, and we're driving in the middle of nowhere for ages, and part of me was thinking, fuck, is this it? Like... Cause I don't really know, like I knew the dudes at the time, but I didn't know the guys, you know, I don't like know them that well. I did after the music videos for sure. But I was like, part of me was like, are these dudes just going to leave me here in the middle of fucking nowhere? So I kind of freaked out for a bit, but it was all clutch. Like obviously I'm still here. So anyways, we get there and we start filming the video. Now I have like just a shitty kit lens and the Nifty 50, and I had no idea what I was doing. And I'll, I'll probably link the music video um, 
down below in the podcast notes um, or like if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be in the description. So just so you can get a reference of what I'm talking about here. But the song aside, like the song was was more of the meme than the video, but the video that I did just made it even more of a meme. So I had no idea what I was doing. The clouds kept coming and going. And if you know anything about filmmaking, you know that the exposure levels are fucked. So <laughs> it just looked like a different video in each different shot. On top of that, we had no playback except for car speakers. And what happened was we couldn't get the cars close enough to the guys so they could hear the playback. So everything is out of time, which is probably like the top level part of this whole meme. So 90% of the music video is out of time. Um, and on top of that, the car battery died during playback. So what did we do after that? Maybe we've got like a speaker or something, but I just remember like halfway through shooting, the thing died. I think we just might've wrapped after that. So anyways, that was my experience. And then I had like, at the time I was doing like live videos and shit. So I just kind of took my mentality of live videos and implemented into it, um, into the music video. Cause I had no, it was my first ever music video. I have no fucking experience. So I added like these film burns things. And this, to give more context, this is the time where Peter McKinnon and all these other big like filmmaker tutorial YouTubers didn't exist. Nothing that you see now existed 10 years ago. So count your lucky fucking stars that you have all this shit to help you through a filmmaking career because I had nothing. <laughs> I, like, I was studying at film school, but even then it was transitioning between like film and like digital because red cameras are just starting out. So our lectures were like, oh, we're going to kind of teach you everything and just let's see what technology does so it was kind of a weird time in the industry so the only tutorials that i had were like um andrew kramer um andrew i'm pretty sure his name is andrew kramer but he he did like all the vfx tutorials if you remember it og back in the day whatever so that's where i got the film burn idea from that i had to do manually so yeah anyways Video's a wrap, it's done, it's released. Nothing really happens. It's a local band. Thousand views, maybe. You know, just something really low-key. All of a sudden, one day, I woke up to... So, it was on my YouTube channel as well. I woke up and checked my emails. There were thousands of um, emails from YouTube. And I was like, what's going on here? And this is a time where, like, I would stay up till... 3 a.m. and sleep until 1 p.m. Check my emails and it's all these YouTube notifications. So I'm like, what the hell? So I load up the YouTube video, 50,000 views overnight. Now, you might not think it's vi that's viral now, which it isn't, but 10 years ago it was. So 50,000 views overnight, shitloads of comments and like down votes as well, basically calling me. I don't, I to this day, I still don't know where it came from. I still don't know how this whole facade, not facade, like how this whole um, thing exploded. Like what source? Was it Reddit or did people, was it hardcore forums? Don't know. Basically, it blew up. It kept growing. It kept growing. It got tens, tens and tens of thousands of views um, as it went on. And the band reached out and they were like, yo, <laughs> this is obviously a laughing stock just delete it. I was like, cool, no worries, deleted it. 
thought that was going to be the end of it. Nope. Someone downloaded it and re-uploaded it. <laughs> so the meme still exists to this day. Um, and one thing that I've always done is I've just owned it. Um, there was this time where I kind of disassociated myself from it only because I was trying to be taken seriously as someone to do music videos. So I want to be known as the dude that did like this big viral meme. By the way, I think it got to like 300,000 views before it got deleted. Like that's how fucking big it got for a band. It was like their first ever EP, you know? Anyway, so I was left to kind of deal with this meme and I was like, yeah, um, like 19, 20 years old when I did the video and that's a lot to deal with um, at the time. If that happened now, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd be like, whatever, like it's funny. I'd own it even more so, but and I think I have probably done videos that not to that level of meme, but I might have done other, not music, maybe music videos, maybe other videos, whatever. What I'm trying to say is like at the time, it was really hard for me to deal with because I was just like, oh, fuck. Like I'm trying to be taken seriously by bands and labels and I've got this that everyone's making fun of me of in Brisbane. Um, but I just, so for a while, I just kind of stopped. I just kind of buried it and just kind of hoped that people wouldn't know it was me. So every time I pitched to a band, I would never mention it or anything like that. Um, but now, uh, so I only did that for a couple of years, but now I just fucking own it because it is hilarious. Like that's a crazy story to happen from your first ever music video that becomes a meme and the contents of the song, this is a warning. The contents of the song are a bit hectic. Um, they're very misogynistic. Um, I'm not, I'm not excusing it whatsoever but a lot of hardcore bands were doing that at the time um creating songs that were all right i'm trying to be very careful with my words here i shouldn't be laughing about it but being misogynistic towards like girls that's cheating and things like that so i'm not saying it's justified but a lot of hardcore bands were doing it back in the day i actually mentioned it the other day the other podcast episode about the case of strain and um and Muir with like the beef and stuff like you know that that famous line of tell wait was it tell me how your girl uh, i can't i can't remember i'm not saying the line either because i don't want to get in trouble for anything but either way that's what was happening then and so yeah if you do listen to it please it is a warning it, yeah it is very fucking offensive really but we're moving on from that and in the future, I'll probably talk more about it um, because it is a pretty funny thing to happen. <laughs> um, the video becoming a meme, of course, not the song. Let's be very clear with that. So speaking of being offensive, I'm late. I'm six months late to this, okay? So fucking forgive me. WAP is not offensive, okay? Just stop with that, all right? <laughs> like when that song came out, it was huge like it still is huge but when that song came out all these different opinions of like oh this is so offensive people shouldn't be listening to this see even Leroy Grace he's like yo that shit was fucking hectic as a song isn't that right mate all right Are you gonna go out of the you oh, he's left the room so 
WAP isn't offensive. I, th- I would, I am going to say, it, but you know, when I grew up listening to rap, when rap was like big in like the nineties and the two thousands, there was like the same kind of thing. They're like, this rap is offensive. It's misogynistic and all this kind of stuff. But that's just how rap was and kind of still is. Like I'm sure those rap artists still, you know, having songs about girls sucking their dicks and whatever. But WAP is just the female version of that. And like I think the landscape has changed with the internet and like everyone has their opinions. So yeah, like people saying it is offensive now, but it's not. It's just rap okay so i don't know i don't know what really i was kind of going on with that but (laughs) it's yeah it's ridiculous i say with wap own that shit you know they wrote it it's huge props to cardi and megan the stallion it's a fucking mad song and even even um kylie jenner is it that's in the video props to her props to everyone honestly props all around (laughs) so Going on from that, I want to I wanna wrap it up by I saying I watched a video the other day, um, really interesting video. You should watch it as well. If you type in the death of comedy movies, um, there's like a 20-minute video of this dude going in about how comedy movies aren't don't exist anymore, you know, and I think he's a little bit younger than me, but he's basically saying growing up, you know, you had all the... Adam Sandler classics and all these other huge comedies, Super Bad. I, I was the best thing about Super Bad was it was about people like these dudes graduating high school and wanting to go to parties and all this wild shit. I was that age when that movie came out, so that movie to me holds a huge, very special part in my heart. So I love that movie. I love Super Bad. But he was saying, like, you know, in the last 10 years, um, not many movies have kind of come out that are like that anymore. There used to be them. Every year there was, like, a new Eddie Murphy movie and a new Judd Apatow film and um, something Adam Sandler in it. But now it's kind of backed down. And during that video, he said Todd Phillips mentioned that you can't do comedy anymore because it's too offensive. And I call, I'm going to call bullshit on that just for a second. Yes, some comedy, uh, but definitely the comedy back then, you can't do now. There is no way in hell you could do a lot of that comedy now. Um, But you can still do comedy. You know, people were saying, because especially in the 90s, there's a lot of comedy films about stereotypes and... Like, there's um, impressions and things like that. And at the time, it was funny, but now it's like, ah, uh, probably shouldn't have laughed at that. You know, you learn. You learn and grow as a human. But what I'm trying to say is white people are the funniest to make fun of. They're the best to make comedy of. You know, us white folk, as you might say, are the biggest memes. Think of this pandemic alone. Think of all of the memes and all of the big, like, yeah, the big memes that have come out of this pandemic. Who is it? It's white people. Mention, like, show me one person of color that has become a meme during this pandemic. I'm waiting. It doesn't exist. It's all white people. It goes to show you can make comedy and it's funny as fuck 
about white people. <laughs> now, it would be cool to make funny fun of like the super white conservative people. And probably our movies about that. Isn't Vice about that? I don't know. Um, sorry. Oh my God, this is really annoying. If you can hear a basketball outside, I know I'm sidetracking for two seconds, but holy shit. If you can hear that basketball outside, let me know. Because I've been hearing that every day for the last seven months. And I think I'm going to do some shit if it doesn't stop. Every fucking day. If I had a studio somewhere away, that'd be sick. But I, I don't because I'm broke. So I'm doing this in my house, which is still fine if I didn't have any all these fucking distractions when I'm trying to t tell a funny bit. So we're not going to let that ruin our vibe. But I do need to mention it because I need to get that off my chest. Too many distractions during this podcast. But yes, white people are the best to make fun of. Um, I, you know, I'm plugging it. I don't give a fuck. I'm plugging it. I made a video. Um, and I can plug it. It's my podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> I made a video the other day. Um, if you're watching it, it'd be, if, well, came out two days ago about the Karen from Melbourne. She's back in the news. Current Affair did a piece on her and I had to make a video about it. And I was just watching that whole video and it's just, a Current Affair is just white people central. You know, that's just like, it's just what white people watch. And that's why I find it so funny. And that's why I want to make more videos about it. Because I'm watching this. I'm like, how is this news? And that's the joke. It's just white privileged people that complain about the most basic things in the world. And they make like a whole video about it. And then it's left to people like me to laugh about it and make videos about it in... Um, in like a reaction way, like in a responsive way. So that's what I did with Karen from Melbourne. Now, it's, I'm just trying to think like that video alone, there were so many other variable memes in that. Okay. So in that video, there was the dude in the back, the, the reporter first and foremost was a meme. There's a part in the video, if you haven't watched it, please, please do it because I'm just trying to make some entertainment here for everyone in the world. Secondly, there's a dude in the background with his phone filming a current affair in like a pink polo, just the most punchable fucking rich dude you could ever see in your life. That alone was a meme, made fun of that. The agent also in that video, um, the guy that wants to represent her and do a tour, you heard that right, folks. He wants to do a fucking tour of someone that was a meme for like two seconds. Like, I say in the video, I'm saying it now, rich white people get the smallest taste of fame when they're not, when they don't do anything. Like, this chick is like the heir or the heir, this, the daughter of like this multi-billionaire like one of the richest dudes in australia legit look it up so she's done nothing she's probably done nothing her whole life and she gets that whip of fame and she's like yep cool i can run with this and that dude's like we can make money out of her i'm like no you can't you are not my dude that's longboarding to fleetwood mac while drinking his cranberry juice on tiktok 
that dude's fucking killing it. That dude's life has probably changed forever. Think about that for a second. Um, if you haven't seen that video, you're living under a rock. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother explaining it because if you haven't listened to that video, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Um, sorry, if you haven't watched that video, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. So, yeah, you're not going to be that dude. That dude was like a blue-collar worker in like a warehouse job, probably earning, you know, an minimum or average wage and now he's getting all these brand deals he's got a free car he's getting millions and millions of views honestly props to that dude your life has fucking changed forever and i really hope it continues for you i have nothing but love for those people i don't have love for rich people that already have everything fucking handed to them and they're trying to come in on our our world this is what our world is this is the internet space so (laughs) that's what i mean White people are the easiest to make fun of. That video alone, the current affair video, the original one, goes for four minutes, all right? My video goes for eight because I had so many different tangents to go on. Original video goes for four minutes, and in it, everyone that they interviewed, I was like, you're a meme, you're a meme, you're a meme. You are not someone that should be on the internet kind of chasing clout or whatever. So that's what I kind of want to branch off as. I wanted to vent wanted to get it off my chest so yeah um karen from brighton you will not be an internet sensation you're just trying to cling on to any type of fame that you can get i guess so yeah those are kind of those are kind of all my notes but i kind of don't want to leave it on that you know i feel like that was a bit of an aggressive note to leave it on folks um well, again, I'm going to keep plugging myself because this is my podcast and again, I can do whatever I want, but there, I did a TikTok about um, Tony Robbins um, and it's literally just like a section from my Tony Robbins video and I was checked on TikTok, it has blown up um, and I know I said in my, fir- in like my first podcast back, I had a TikTok that blew up, but no, this is really taking off, it's at like 8,000 views now. Today alone, it's gotten a couple of thousand views um, and endless comments and likes, follows, whatever. Definitely various opinions. Um, and like part of me, like I see I see it now and I'm like, oh, I posted this like, I don't know, like two weeks ago now on TikTok and I'm like, I kind of want it to like die off, but it's good because it keeps the engagement going. <laughs> um but people are, are having a debate in that. And I'm, this is another serious thing that I'm kind of talk about, but whatever. Um, someone made a comment that Tony Robbins saved his life. And no, that's offensive to yourself. If you're listening to this and say, for example, you're one of those people that say music saved your life. I want you to stop right now. I want you to stop saying that somebody else saved your life or something else saved your life stop giving credit to other people for the hard work that you've done you know it took me a long time to do that um i have been in a very unfortunate position of that i'm not going to go into text that's way too depressing but what i will say is the day i started giving credit for myself that i saved my life the day my life just got so much better I have so much more confidence now. You've probably seen it in like my YouTube videos even. I've just got more confidence now in this podcast, more confidence. 
all because I started giving myself props for the shit that I've done instead of thanking other people. And I replied to this dude that said this on the TikTok video. And I said, no, stop giving multimillionaires credit for the work that you've fucking done. You know, you deserve all that credit. So honestly, um, <laughs> that person's not going to watch this fucking podcast or listen to this. But if they do, and if you are watching it, so listening to this and you th- and you feel some kind of ways, give yourself that fucking credit. Your life will change forever. I'm not here. <laughs> Yo, I'm becoming Tony Robbins right now. What the fuck? Give me millions of dollars. <laughs> but honestly, give yourself that fucking credit that you deserve. Your life will change forever the second you do. Trust me. Yeah, and on that note, I think I'm becoming a motivational speaker. <laughs> nah, I digress. But... Um, yeah, it's been, it's been cool opening the debate and everything for everyone, um, for that video, but I did just want to kind of get that point across, but, and yeah, I think that's kind of ending on a high, it's ending on a good note, so, again, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode, um, again, with restrictions, let me know what you're hyped for, I feel like this podcast and my youtube channel and everything else in the future you're going to get a lot more high energy shit you're going to get guests on no sorry i'm going to get guests on um and they'll be my mates and we'll chat about shit and there's going to be a lot more content coming in the future obviously um because i'm treating this like a job i'm showing up every fucking week for both channels but um, yeah, I'm hyped for more things to open so I can go out more, experience more things, share it with you guys and gals and whatever you identify as. So again, I think I'm going to wrap it, guys and gals and everything in between. Whatever you whatever you are, you are here, you are loved. And yo, <laughs> I'm ending this on a motivational fucking high, folks. So again... Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Mates Rates podcast. If you have gotten this far in, drop a comment, you know. Um, I don't know why I'm saying that, but it's whatever. Honestly, though, thank you again for tuning in to another episode. If you are watching this on YouTube, please remember, as always, like, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends about it if you wish. Either way, I'm not too fussed, but if you are listening to this on iTunes, uh, give it a rating. Uh, rate it five stars, please. Don't give it a one star rate. Don't be that person. Give it a one star. Give it a five star because the more engagement you give this podcast, the more people listen to it. And I don't want this to grow. I don't want to be Joe Brogan, but if you just kind of get some more friends involved and introduce them to this podcast, I feel like our community is kind of growing a little bit. You know, we've got some more friends coming to the party and I want to be friends with all of you and you know what? I fucking love yous. I'm going to say it. I fucking love each and each, each, each and every one of you. Okay? So, again. All right. It's a wrap, folks. Thanks again for tuning another episode. Next week's episode, it's episode 10. And we got some spooky shit coming for you. Because it's fucking spooky season, baby. All right. Have a good one. And I'll catch you guys next week. Peace.